Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back. We really didn't expect to see you tonight, but I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Jay, your lovely host. And with me is the beautiful and the vivacious Katie Heinrich. Salitis. Wow. Wow. Why, why do I get all these compliments? What's going on? What do you want? You just, you look so great tonight. You you deserve <laughs> it, right? Well, thank you. Uh, no, I appreciate it. Uh, welcome back with a super cheesy intro to the uh, the Spilling Ink Show. Uh, before we get going here tonight, I want to give a special shout out to our sponsor, Go Indie Now, and Joe Compton. Uh, Go Indie Now is the online indie artist network. They offer exciting new content weekly, monthly, and seasonally, all of which highlight support, and promote indie artists of all art forms. Wow, that's a long sentence. Uh, you can check them out at goindienow.com, subscribe to their YouTube, and follow them on Facebook. And remember, it's... Katie, are you, I thought you were going to do this with me. Oh, you want me to do it? Okay, ready? Okay, and remember, it's, it's always time to go indie go now. now. All right, that was more like an echo, but I feel like we at least gave it an effort. <laughs> we'll we'll get a comment from the boss, I'm sure, real soon. <laughs> well, most people watching this show will have heard of Joe Compton, the great one, and Go Indie Now. So we are very, very um, happy to have their their support and uh, helping the show to continue. And we have two guests tonight. We have uh, Tim Net Netter Nita Writer. Nita Writer. Yeah. Nita Writer. I knew I was. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. How are you two doing? Doing, doing well. Good. Yeah. At least I know. Yeah. That was a good time. We like said it at the same time, exactly. Much better than Katie and I. And we just tried to do it on purpose. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. <laughs> well, well, I, uh, you know, I have not met uh, Lachelle before, and I would, I'd love to hear a little bit more about you and kind of find out what you write. So, if you wouldn't mind, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are. Hi, I'm Lachelle Red. I'm an indie author. I live in Florida, the north end of Florida, and I write horror and sci-fi and fantasy. I currently have about ten books on Amazon right now. Um, I released a new horror anthology called The Hot Cauldron Three which has about nine stories in it. And before that, I released a sci-fi novella called Ports this year. So I'm really excited about those two projects. And it was great. I was glad, really happy to get the invite to come here. Well, we're happy to have you on. And we're, we're definitely gonna get, we're gonna get more into your uh, novellas uh, in a little bit here, because uh, she was actually telling us about uh, Ports and it sounds fascinating. Uh, but you mentioned that you live in, you. in North, North Florida, Less crazy or more crazy than so? Which which way does it go? Uh, you know what? I really think we have the more crazy. We're just keeping it undercover a little better. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. We don't have like the guy robbing the Wendy's with the gator kind of crazy, but wow. you know, <laughs> we got it. We got our own special blend up here. <laughs> <laughs> there is a little a less flamboyant about Florida man or Florida woman. All you have to do is put that into Google. Yes. <laughs> I just shake my head. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Was it Florida? Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of want to just just turn it off. Just turn it off. We can't yep. do this. No. <laughs> Somebody well, robbed a bank on a bicycle. I'm like, could you please not do that? <laughs> <laughs> could you wow. just not? <laughs> they caught uh, him really <laughs> that's a surprise come on yeah, I think yeah that's that's florida's uh florida's catchphrase could you just not <laughs> exactly i'm gonna like ask it. you to stop i need you to stop <laughs> every time something happens it's florida and i'm like god oh, jesus <sighs> just seriously <laughs> so yeah Although Texas has been in the news a lot lately, so they may be stealing some of your spotlights. I'd be thankful for that, I guess. They can have it. Yes, they <laughs> can. Transition <laughs> the craziest state. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Let's just pass that torch on. We need to. We've had it for too long now. <laughs> oh Well, Tim, how are you tonight? I'm doing all right. I just, uh, well, still 
still riding kind of this wave of a recent relaunch I did. Uh, one of my epic fantasy novels. It was a little fantasy. Well, it wasn't quite as epic as the previous one. But whatever. Yeah, I mostly write fantasy and science fiction. So that's, that's basically where I'm at. Okay. And you also have a podcast of your own, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a podcast called Alive After Reading, which is actually quite similar to this one, just with fewer people on it at any given time. <laughs> just me and one <laughs> guest at a time. And it's not live, but it is a similar kind of energy where you just... BSing all the time, and I've been recording shows for that all week, you know. So, yeah, it's that's... hard to get into a real conversation with somebody. I mean, you've seen interview shows where it's a standard stock sheet of interviews, mm -hmm. and you tend to get the same answer over and over again. But when when you have an actual conversation with somebody, you you get a little more of their personality. You get better answers to things, and and it, I think it's yeah. more entertaining overall. Yeah, I mean, I figure, and in this day and age, what's a better way to promote yourself than just to be yourself? I mean, most of the time, for most people. I guess there's some people you don't really want to know, but I have met a lot of them. I have not met a lot of them on my show. It's, it's pretty good pretty good track record there. There in Florida. There's the boss right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually dreading the day that uh, we get a, a guest on here that uh we're both like oh god what what have what have we done <laughs> who, who have we invited on the show and uh then we just have to suck it up and write it out for an hour <laughs> but thankfully in you know, how many years has it been katie like 18 or 19 we've had all good guests it's not Seems that like long it. but i guess in some cases it feels that long <laughs> no we've been on for like what four years now yeah, but for the first two years we didn't do them live and we had to edit the freaking episode Oh my god! It was like it. It was like that machine on the Princess Bride where it sucks your life away. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ever played that game? Not years it. of your life. <laughs> yeah, not it. That's yeah. The... But it was between all yeah. of us. Like, nope, not it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see. I, just with two audio tracks, and really just one audio track because I'm lazy. I can get those shows knocked out in maybe half an hour on you know each. Yeah. The, and that the includes audio... upload time. Yeah, wow. the, the audio the audio shows are 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 so much easier to work with and than when you're watching through the video too. I think, mm. but I don't know. I guess it just depends on what you're looking for. We used to like edit out all the ums and the likes and the awkward pauses. It's like you know what? That's just part of the conversation, man. That's like just yeah, whatever. Out of the ums. So last week. We were having a hot and heavy, somewhat dirty discussion about witches that Katie started because um, she's Ooh. super into witches. This week, it's aliens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Sexiest alien. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> Wait, why do we go straight to sexy? <laughs> Uh, An alien. Oh my gosh. Uh, for, for me personally or for just in general? Because I think in well, general, you got to go with the original H.R. Geiger alien. I mean, it's got two mouths. Something special yeah, there. A long tail. The chest burster thing. <laughs> no, no, not the, well, the one that the, the adult version. You can, you, not the chest burster. The, yeah, the I'm one that joking. ripped I'm out your soul. <laughs> I, I want the girl from speaking. Yep. Give, give me Natasha Henstead from Species. That's that would be my pick. <laughs> yes, she you went straight to monster. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I just you know that's more my preference. Maybe uh, you know what? I'm going to go humanoid and go with the doctor. <laughs> oh no, that's that's actually oh, even better. Yes, uh, that's. Oh, I just got to say because aliens, aliens. I mean, you know, sexually, aliens don't do a whole lot for me. To be honest, Sexy. I like that. I like it. <laughs> What was that movie Keanu Reeves was in that uh, the remake where he played an alien? What was that? Oh, one? it was the uh, Earth stood still. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, one. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And he's a hunk. Yeah. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is an alien. He wins, obviously. Well, there you go. Yeah. Especially this, especially with the me the memes the way they are now. Yeah. yeah. No contest. Let me talk about David, David Tennant. Tennant is Ooh. wonderful. I love him. <laughs> yes. But he doesn't scream sex appeal to me. Oh, He's just, God. Yes, he does. Well, you know, that's okay. I got that. <laughs> 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 <Doesn't matter>. Okay. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> which, one, which one has the teeth? What is she commenting on? I think she's talking about the xenomorph. Okay. Unless she's talking about David Tennant. I don't think he has that many teeth, though. 
<laughs> he's got he's born with four extra teeth, just like Freddy he's Freddy. like a shark. He's got like shark teeth. No, that'd be, that'd be, yeah, <laughs> okay, row after row that. of teeth. Still, <laughs> but, that would be like a cross between those teeth. Anyways, um, <laughs> anyway, sorry. What did I say about us derailing? See there. You uh, go. Um, that's my fault this time. <laughs> Well, well, I'm a great guest. Maybe you've encountered that guest you, you, you didn't want to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I like it that Tim really st stepped up and took the blame there for, for that. After I steered us off the track, he was like, yeah, I'll jump in front of it. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> you know, that's just what I do. Oh, there's, there's the other boss right there. <laughs> hey, Mickey. Yes. Hi, Mickey. <laughs> oh, okay. So it for real though, I, I did want to talk about aliens because Michelle was talking about her uh, awesome alien story. Um, so before this conversation gets too deep, maybe you could uh, you could give us another explanation of, of ports, even though you just went through the whole thing. Would you be able to <laughs> Sure, I will. And like I was telling you guys before, it is a story about how mankind has found a way to live forever by installing ports in every human being. And the material in the ports is DNA that helps to wipe out disease before it starts. So one other piece that I kind of didn't get around to you guys is now that that's the case, doctors are not as skilled as what they used to be, you know, in the past because there's no need for disease. But as I said, also the ports um, where they got the material from, which is actually alien DNA, the aliens are now dying out because they've been supplying us with all this DNA and it's actually the cross contamination is wiping them out. So they need to go back to the drawing board and start over. So the back end treaties that we had with them are starting to break down because one doctor's like, eh, I'm done with you. I figured out the technology, I'm gonna go it on my own. And this is where the trouble starts because the aliens realize his treachery at some point and they're like, you know what? We got you. <laughs> and they actually start to release diseases that it was like a built-in fail safe on the ports. And people start to suddenly come down with illnesses that these doctors cannot figure out. And they have to go and get the chicken soup guys and find them in order to solve these problems. So you've got this one doctor who was a part of it and he no longer wants to be in it. And he's trying to save himself and save his fiance before things get worse. So, yeah, I, I loved it. I mean, I, I just like it, you know. <laughs> you wrote it. You should love it. You know, I, I, I've written some stuff, okay. and I went, "Uh, uh, that's not it." Throw that I guess away. you're right. I, but if you're going to publish something, you should. It should be in there, some up there somewhere. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, there's a lot of stuff that makes it straight to the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard thing to do, though. I know, Jason, your favorite quote is the um, uh, "Kill your darlings," right? Mm. It's really hard yeah. to to just delete or cut something that you've written, even though you're like, I know it's not right, but it's so hard sometimes to cut that. Mm -hmm. It is uh, when you've spent time on it. <laughs> you spend time, you spend your brain power. And with that brain power, there's a little bit of your, little bit of your heart too, you know, goes into whatever you've written. And so it's tough to say, no, I, I really don't need that in there. It has to go. That sucks. So, so it gets easier. Happen. It gets easier. It does. I, you just I cut eighty-five thousand words from a novel this year. Ooh, ouch! That was basically the whole book, and then I had to start over. Okay, wow. so here, here's the question then. All right, this is for all of you, Jay. This you too. I want to hear the answer. Do you cut it and delete it, or do you cut it and save it I, in some other word document? I, I save it in another word document because <laughs> I'm a chicken shit. <laughs> I never delete. I never delete anything. Got to save every scrap. And actually, that's coming handy because I I was able to rescue some of the words that I had originally cut. So yeah, if I deleted them, they would just be dead, and then I'd have to go find, make new ones. Yeah, I delete. <laughs> I'm just killing it all. Oh yeah, merciless. I will. Yeah, you know, I'll find a way to kill a character <laughs> to kind of bring the story back to some form of life. Where I'm just like, I'm done here. This is not going to work. You know, it's yeah, just kind of you're the way I do things. <laughs> yeah, I've had friends tell me you killed off my favorite character. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah, it's the horror there, you know. Yeah, you put him yeah. through the grinder or whatever. I thought he was gonna make it. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> Surprise! 
and Rebecca Jonesy says she wants that book. The the uh, it's a novella titled Ports, right? It is on Amazon.com under my name. It is entitled Ports, P-O-R-T-S. And yeah, if you do check it out, I'd love to hear what you have to say and leave me a review. I'm thick skinned, so either way, I'm good. I've heard that I've written some stuff that's over the top and that some people thought that's not good. And then the people who are sick minded like me were like, wow, that's great. So, <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. we all thought yeah. it was good. You know, we all thought it yeah. sounded good. So maybe, maybe. I think I did pull it together. I think I pulled it together. <laughs> so, yeah, no, and I would like to love it. Rebecca, here is Jane for today because Jane is our, our missing host for the day and she is notorious for being able to kill people off without oh, yeah. about it. <laughs> She's quite happy yeah. to. <laughs> so, so, Rebecca, it's 8.15 right now, uh, my time. So you have 45 minutes to finish ports um, and get us a review uh, while we're still on the show here. So she would do it, it too. Is that possible? Could it, I don't know how long the book is. How long? I mean, how, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Some people can read it quick. It should. I think it's about 123. It's less than 150 pages. Well, that pages. seems doable. Yeah, that's a good length. Oh, yeah. You know, you can yeah, like that. I said, novella, when you've got kids, novella is it. And I figured there are other parents out there like me that, you know, hey, look, I don't have time to read all this. <laughs> I'm going to need you to cut too quick here. <laughs> you know, that's, so. how I, that's how I feel. Only I feel that way about, oh, man, what did I forget me going on a freaking series again? That's how I feel about book series. It's because I don't have time to spend two or three years into a book series. I need to read yeah. something a month and move the frick on. That's all exactly. I mean, I learned that lesson. I learned that lesson from Stephen King. I was reading his The Stand, The Stand, and The Gunslinger, all that a long time ago, and I was left stuck on a train to nowhere, and he didn't have the next book, and I stopped reading like him immediately. Years. I was <laughs> mad, not because yeah. of it. I was just mad because I couldn't finish the series, and I said, "You know what? Yeah. I'll never do this again." And even I said, when I write a series, I finish it. I have a um, mm. Wood Sprite's Tale, which is three books, three novellas. And I wanted to make sure that if when I wrote the series, it would be done. It was a quick, you know, pretty good quick read. It's a novella series about a Wood Sprite and Witch, of course. And yeah, I love that kind of stuff. So I wanted to make sure if somebody picked it up, they could be like, oh, okay, I can finish this. Yeah, you can. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> so yeah, cut to the quick. There's something yeah, real I, nice about being able to finish. Yeah, there's something to be said though too for for the way that authors who have a lot of books under their belts or who have worked through the book process tend to write thinner manuscripts versus brand new authors who give you every single detail and every single description Ooh. and they bog a story down with so much detail that it, there's so much fluff to cut. Yes. Yes, yep. and I, don't, I, as a reader, I, I don't need the fluff. I, I really don't. I'm not that kind of reader. I want the pertinent information. <laughs> you know, I, I love yeah. a well character, but I don't need flowery language. Language. I just, I, I, I want to get to it. I want to get to where we're going. Um, yeah, I do. You know, and I, I, and I have to. You can tell the difference between even authors that, that have written a lot of works, their earlier works versus their later works. There's a distinct difference in how they write their stories and how much they spoon feed their readers versus how much they go, here's what you need to know, and we're moving on. Yeah. yeah you trust that's trust better. the reader to get it. Yeah. At a certain point. But that's not true for all of them. You know, if if you know, even if you look at, I mean, well, Stephen King is a, a good example because he started out shorter format and then, you know, all of his books are thousand pages. Um, you know, even like uh, Orson Scott Card, you know, mm. when he uh, wrote Ender's Game, which is fabulous and hard and gruesome at times, got right to it and, and it really drove everything home. And then with, with the next couple of books in the series, it just, they got longer and longer and longer and <laughs> yeah. introspection and more more description. I'm like, oh, come on, man. I want the freaking action back, dude. I good stuff yeah. back. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, there's good stuff about longer books than shorter books. I agree with, actually, I kind of fall in the middle. Like Amanda Cardenas in the, in the chat was saying uh, that she likes big books. And I'm like, yeah, I write big books. I like, I like, I like I, most of my books are pretty long, but I, I also like writing little books, little novellas and stuff. I like it all. 
Hmm, what can I say? I Too like partial. big books of short stories. Oh, uh, well, that's actually yeah, the one where I draw yeah. the line. So I guess whatever. Well, I have some anthologies for you, Jay. You can check out. <laughs> <laughs> and I have one for you if you like horror. We can we can trade. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I love Jay, Jay, you have to talk about your new book coming out next week. Oh, we we'll do that. We'll do that. But we we still still haven't even heard about Tim's books. Okay. All right. But make sure you because you have yeah, to. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> I am <laughs> releasing a book. I think it's what is it next week? Uh, in five days. Uh, correction there. So in five days, Pathosis comes out. Pathosis is a. Um, it's not really post post apocalyptic. It's apocalyptic it's kind of a, a pandemic that's sweeping across the nation starting mm. in florida or uh, uh, wait a yeah. minute <laughs> <laughs> too soon no no, but it, no was, was it, was, it was long long before uh, any of this uh real life nonsense uh started or i never sure. would have the story starts out with a headline reading florida woman dot 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 but you know it's it's a it's a fun story i think i i absolutely love uh authors like richard preston and michael Crichton, who kind of blended fiction with science and and with medicine and with you know realistic fact and so i wanted to write a story that that included some more realistic Type stuff in there, you know. I had a little bit of a, you know, disease theory in there. It has a has some creepy spiders, has some maybe some zombies, and it it, it is YA, which is odd for me. Um, <laughs> there's no sex wow. in it. Guys. I'm sorry if you were reading it for the sex. There's none at all. Do not read um, this story at night, though. Your skin will crawl. Yeah, there is oh, a lot of creepy crawlies. And, you know, the, the fun thing for me was, and you may not realize it while reading it, I, I hope you do, but that a lot of the stuff that happens in this book, I, I tried to keep things uh, within the realm of what is actually possible, you know, what could actually happen. Mm. And that it's those elements that make some stories a little bit more frightening for me. So I was, I'm trying to pass that on to you because I love all of you so much. It's funny. I'm saying that I'm, I'm staring right at Lachelle. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not directing all that right to you. <laughs> sure. Go ahead. And there were moments where I was literally screaming at my computer. No, don't do it. No, <laughs> oh, you know oh. coming. And you're, you're just, you're, you have to read it. You just have to read it. He, he Sounds just pretty intense indeed. Job nailing the fear. I and like it. it. Well, I have something that I've got to. Uh, you bear with me for just a second here, guys. If I if I can find. Uh -huh. I like that that is his, his music running in his head when he's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> that is the full extent of what's going on in that brain. That's a good thing. Yeah. And I say that because I'm the same way. As I'm like, you know, the wheel is spinning in my head. That's exactly what I'm hearing, too. It's kind of hooping good. stick and running around in circles in there. Yes, that means the hamster is not dead. So that's a good thing. Exactly. <laughs> I, I actually, oh, okay, here it is. Here it is. Good deal. I'm going to, I'm going to read you a few selections of, this is uh, from Katie's read of my book. Oh no, not my notes. <laughs> yes. These are, these are some of the comments she left on the manuscript and I'm, I'm not going to read you the manuscript for context. So. Okay. Uh, we start out with a lovely, nice opening line. Then <laughs> gross. Then famous <laughs> words. Ah, <laughs> In our, in our house, we call that particular casserole slud. And it is a <laughs> And we've got preach, mama, preach. <laughs> I don't care oh, how it sounds good. We're all over so the place. I like that. Crawling comes skittering out of the shadows. Anyone will scream like a girl and maybe piss themselves. I scream. <laughs> all right. So that's all from, from Katie Salon. Okay. And that's a wrap. I like that. All right. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Right, Tim, could you please tell us a little bit about your your, your books? Do you want the ones that involve aliens or the ones that don't? Because I've got I've got several yeah. other fantasies, 
But I also have one that I only have one that actually has aliens in it. That's the weird part now at this point. Well, if you've got an alien book, let's talk about this, man. Well, it's and they're they're kind of buried deep in there. I guess I was telling uh, Katie and Lachelle before the show. This is my longest novel. It's called Origin of Storms, and it is well, it is one hundred seventy thousand words long or so. It's a huge book, but which makes about seven hundred pages, I think. I don't look the actual page count any anytime recently, but it is the story of a woman who goes on a, uh, a basically it's this grand adventure. It's a, this huge adventure through the space opera type setting, but it does involve, and, and they, at this point humans have not encountered any aliens at the begin with. So it is a first contact story and they end up running into these, uh, <laughs> these critters that are quite uh, big. I mean, like I, I really am into giant monsters. Like that's something I'm a fan of. And these aliens, every alien is like, you know, give it uh, six meters long, something like that. So, and then they're thicker than they are long, basically. They're ma- like mini mountains. And because they can all, they also float, they got tentacles, they're scary monsters. I think they're Ooh. called tyrants. The scariest thing about them is that they can mind control people using pheromones and stuff. And uh, yeah, so they, they're very strict. And so that's why no one's ever encountered them. You know, it's one of those things like you, you think you're, you're you think there's all these this unrest on the frontier where you're encountering these aliens and then you realize, no, it was all the aliens. <laughs> They're mind controlling people, <laughs> create unrest and sow division okay. and rate, get these rebellions stuff rise. Uh, but the story is extremely is, the story is they, they are actually still kind of the side feature of the story, which is the weirdest part about it. I think I consider them kind of a side feature. They're a nice side feature. I love them. They're giant, scary monsters that you can, you know, you can fit in their mouth. So, you know, they're scary. Um, yeah. Okay. And uh, there wasn't, there is an alien autopsy scene actually in this book that involves someone crawling into an alien's mouth. Anyway, the, <laughs> to wow. see what they're like on the inside. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's awesome. No kind of scope. They're just going to jump right in there. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's I'm trying to pitch that story a little differently than I used to because it takes place in a very weird sci-fi setting. I yeah. like that though. That's that's different. The the yeah. mind control aspect is is where it goes super creepy because you never know mm-hmm. what's real and what's not. I love that aspect. There's that's yeah, something I really definitely. need to play with in the sequel to that that book because I've written a bunch of words for the sequel. It's nowhere near done because obviously the first book is so enormous. I have no idea how long the second one's going to take. But uh, and it's not, and it's been on the back burner for a year or two, which is a shame because actually I really love the first book. But the the second book would involve a lot more of this, you know, illusion versus reality. Because in this setting, the humans also have a lot of the capability to ta- to create illusions of a cer- of neurological varieties. You know, they can see things that aren't there. It, it's about thirty feet, uh, 20, 30 feet, eighteen. Uh, yeah, no, 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 twelve feet. Sorry, twelve feet long. That's uh, a meter is about three feet. I'm having trouble with the conversion now too. Don't quote me on any of this. <laughs> I like, okay. Meters about three feet though. Yeah. Six times three is 18, right? Cool. Yeah, it's 18 feet, yeah. So, 18 feet. Yeah. Yeah. A meter and a yard are approximately mm-hmm. the same length. Yes. That, that makes and it pretty easy. Conversions. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say it's big and that's Yeah, big. I'm not there either. Nope. Yeah. I love big monster movies. So anything, if you got the, oh gosh, I love that stuff. Well, I love a good monster movie or a good monster. Yeah, and they, they can and the fact that they can mind control people with and they've got stingers and stuff. They they vary quite a bit, but the stinger that they inject the mind control pod into your head with is, yeah, pretty mean. <laughs> but then and yes. the thing is that but the thing is you're still you. That's the, that's the part that's the best about their mind control is you don't even realize that you're under their control at that point. It, you just think wow. they're your buddy. Have you guys? Oh, uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> your pals, you're That's the best friend. Creepy. I love that. Yeah. I love that because that really just you and your mind fuck right there. And you're like, I can't. Oh, yeah. sh- I want anyone else to my, my yes. best friend. Yeah, that's how it works. I, I, and see, your I, best friend has tentacles and stingers. <laughs> yes, yes. They, they and and is the size of a car or a, a bus even. That could come in handy. Bus. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I'm picturing a short story right now with. You know, like a, a single person living and there's like a tiny little spider in there that has her convinced that they're best friends. And the oh, spider yeah. Grows and grows and grows and she invites people over for the spider to eat. And I, say, I like where this is going. Write that. Actually, my book, my, my story really also had giant good. spiders. So there you go. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, a giant. That was in the very in the very first chapter. There's a giant spider, because uh, given the proclivity, the weirdness of this setting, that's mostly what people eat. Oh. It gets weirder. Wow. It gets weirder, sir. I like it. it. Of all the bugs, I think spiders are the ones that really <laughs> creep people out the most. Ah. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, definitely. To rescue it. Yeah. The yeah. legs. They're very misunderstood. I've always felt sorry for spiders. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. I mean, I, I feel sorry for them because everyone hates them so much and they get killed so much whenever someone sees them. I, so I, I, I deliberately avoid killing them, but I don't really like having them around either. I don't mind, like, <laughs> let's say, daddy long legs or house spiders because I know they're not going to hurt me. They're doing mm-hmm. their job. They're killing other things. But like a widow, that one still freaks me. Uh, out. No, no, no. Oh, miss, yeah. me, miss me with the ones that have poison for that can hurt people. But like a tarantula, yeah. I'm okay with a tarantula. They're, no. they're okay. Wait, wait. Here's, 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 here's the question though, because you, you just touched on a, on a point here. You said that you know you don't want to have anything to do with the ones that can hurt people. Why are we? Why is our pain more important than them? Oh, it isn't necessarily more important. I would say it's just because. I have a self an instinct for self preservation. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. want to get I don't want to get poisoned, you know. The death factor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it also reminds me of why I don't have any sympathy for wasps. You know. Oh yeah, they're yeah. wasps because because like they don't even have, really have a stinger, right? You know what their stinger is? It's called. I'm pretty sure they may have a stinger, but they also this thing called an ovipositor. Oh, they, they have do, the mandibles where they, they no the the stinger. They actually do have a thing they sting you with, but it's an egg yeah. injector. Yeah, that's what their stinger serves for. It's called an ovipositor. Yeah, like no. injects yeah. eggs into their victim. Yeah. No, thank you. No, yeah, exactly. No, no, thanks. We, we're not get the raid not, right away. You, you've <laughs> lost. All, I've lost all sympathy for you guys, wasps. Come on, give it up. Yeah, and, and that's mm. where alien stories come from. It is. That right it there. is. <laughs> I mean, yes. Think about it. That first alien, he, you know, the fir- very first one you see, and they find yeah. that. Yep, and that guy hangs his face over the egg. I'm like, that's not real smart, guys. <laughs> yeah, and then this thing is stuck to his face, and you're Oof. like, nope. And I then the lets him on the ship. Yes, when you break quarantine, people. No, that wasn't that wasn't Bishop. It was a different android. That was Ash. Bishop was in the sequel. Ash, Ash. Yeah, Bishop. that was Ash. And actually, uh, you know, shout out because uh, Ian Holm passed away recently. Just yeah. uh, yes, he did. played Ash yes, he did. in Alien. Yeah. Yes. Hey, have you? Yeah. As well as a much, movie. much, a much more uh, friendly character, a certain Bilbo Baggins. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Um, have you guys ever seen? It was a, a so, yeah. with Will Smith and his son, um, and they they go to Earth. Only Earth is like super crazy. Oh, after Earth, right? After Earth. Okay. After Earth. Yes. That's after Earth. I felt like that movie was so underrated. Like I really loved the monsters in that one. Mm. I. Th- were extra cool mm-hmm. and creepy and like they were invincible unless you had zero fear but how do you have zero fear you know when you've got this yeah monster i, I really liked that concept but no, those were that's, that's one of my favorite movie monsters recently um otherwise i don't know my wife doesn't really like big monster movies so i don't get to watch a lot a lot of them <laughs> There actually aren't not. that many monster movies anymore. Honestly, yeah. they kind of not like, new like, ones. No. Yeah, not new ones. No, I mean like like, uh, like Aliens is one of the ones where we've got a perfect collision of the action movie with the you know science fiction and monsters all in one. Yes, that's what but you then, got. But then most of the newer, but because of the superhero trend, not that I'm not disparaging it, but because of that, we've seen very few actual. Just you know, I mean, sure, there's some kaiju's coming back. You got Godzilla and stuff, but yes. Not a whole lot of not a whole lot of you know scarier monsters. Not like honestly, I actually kind of like you know the original movie Cloverfield. Ooh, that was pretty decent. That was, it that was, was a it was a very disoriented movie, but I liked it the was. creature in it a little bit because it was treated more like a um, a horror monster. It was you basically yeah. not see it, even though it was everywhere. It was this enormous thing, but you basically never mm-hmm. saw it. Do you remember uh, a Quiet Place? I haven't seen that, that one. No. Movie yeah. with the guy from The Office. Uh, I've yeah yeah that's the same, yeah right? that, that had some good monsters in it. Those were they were scary monsters. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was a good one. Yeah, there's been a couple of interesting. You know, when you think of when you came up in the '80s and you had Alien, and then later on you had Predator. Mm, Predator that kind of resparked <laughs> the monster, yeah. your monster craze, and it was awesome. 
yeah. and you know trying to get that level back is is I you know trying to get yeah, that level yeah. back. Not to, mention, not to mention Terminator, even though that's not an alien. Terminator oh, you're right, is also a monster yeah. movie, the original one. It's just the monster is mm -hmm. just Arnold Schwarzenegger. But you yeah. had the, the era of horror movies where it was the psychological thriller rather than the yes. crazy yeah. scares. Yeah. You yeah. went through psycho killers. Mm -hmm. And that they seems to be something that is... They'd get you in the end, and you knew they were going to get you in the end. So they didn't have yes. to yeah, they and don't they like Jason's not even run. gonna run after you. Yeah, no, no, they never had to run, but you ended up dead. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Yep. <laughs> That's not fair. You guys are cheating. <laughs> I'm like, what? He was back there. What the heck? <laughs> but that's yeah. what always made them so scary. It, it yeah. was the mind fuck of it. It wasn't the jump scare, it wasn't the yeah. glue in your face. It was the you never knew where they were gonna pop up. And they were gonna get no. you how much you ran or how much you tried to hide, they were gonna find you. Oh yes. man, that's making me that's making me nostalgic for a book I wrote when I was a teenager <laughs> that was about shape-shifting sea creatures that were basically aliens. But they were the they were the bad guys, of course. Now, the main characters were it was a YA book, so the main characters were kind of uh teenagers who were enlisted in this program because they were mutants of some kind to, to that they could wear that they could become shapeshifters themselves to fight these sea monsters. And so it was a cross between somewhere between Pacific Rim and the old uh, anime Neon Genesis Evangelion, basically. It was basically that, except instead of any giant robots, it was all shapeshifters. Hmm. And the monsters in that, they could, they could, some of them could take the form people. So they, because they hmm. were that kind of shapeshifter, they were, I mean, and I was so happy with that book, I, except for the fact that I wrote it in all these different points of view and it ruined it. <laughs> That's why oh. it's not out. <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay, I'm gonna fool around with this book. It didn't work out so it well. Work, and you could probably consolidate that and mm -hmm. and spruce it up. I'll probably have to at some point. I mean, it's it's inevitable. I'll think about it. That <laughs> anyway. One point Sorry, it wasn't supposed to be about me. I just I just couldn't help it. I couldn't help think about that book. Uh, you're one of our guests. You're yeah. absolutely. That's awesome. It's your work. Yeah. I'm used to being on the cool. other side of the mic. You know, the, I'm used to hosting more than guesting. <laughs> Oh, so good. Um, so, you know, we we've asked this before, but I'm curious. You know, do you do you guys read within your genre? Like, is that your preferred reading material? You know, Tim, I know you you said you write a lot of sci-fi fantasy, and Michelle, you write uh, kind of uh, sci-fi and, and horror. Is that what you typically read as well? It is. It is yeah, basically what I read. Every once in a while, I'll pick up something that's kind of, you know, kind of off from what I normally read. But it's, um, yeah, that's my my majority of everything is horror, horror related and um, fantasy. So, yeah, yeah, I mostly read fantasy. I I read a little science fiction here and there, but I my favorite thing is to do is to blend science fiction and fantasy. You know, I don't. I don't have much patience for hard science fiction, though. Let me put it that way. <laughs> it's, it's not my favorite thing in the world. Though so the the series like uh, The Expanse, and I forget what book series it was based off of. Oh, uh, well, yeah, it was The Expanse was the name of the series. I, in, I really the enjoyed the way that they tried to aim for realism with their future. Mm. And I think that they probably have nailed it closer than any other one that I've seen or read before. And as far as you know, our future technology as well as the future turmoil that technology creates. Yeah. No, that's that's an interesting point. I still haven't seen The Expanse. And I thought the book the book was good, well written, but I had a hard time getting through it because of all the, the crazy amount of character death early on. <laughs> I'm like, this is really throwing me off. All these side characters are getting exterminated like it's a later season of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> We gotta wrap this up. <laughs> that was the first book. It was like the first hundred pages. I'm like, what's going on here? I want everybody's dying. Now it's getting vaporized. Anyway, <laughs> but I do like their approach because while they do maintain the fantasy element of it, the, the sci-fi was real enough to be believable. Mm. You know, they they towed that line really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I need that. I need just a little bit of believability. At least at least a little bit. You know, just to, to keep me in the game, you know? I mean, I, I don't read a lot of just flat out, not really high fantasy, but I don't read a lot of 
sword play and, and fairies and goblins and stuff like that. Not since Lord of the Rings, really. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do enjoy the fantasy elements as long as there's some reality to keep my you know, feet on the ground with. Yeah, and then and uh, Joe commented that uh, Guillermo del Toro has created some great monsters in the last ten years, and you know yeah. I I couldn't pick out all of his. I know that he did the Shape of Water. That's the last one I. Pan's Labyrinth. It. Pan's Labyrinth was oh, my favorite. Right. That's not within the yeah, last I'm ten years, but it's amazing. I think Pan's Labyrinth. Wrap my brain around some of them. He also did but Hellboy, the Hellboy sequel, uh, the Golden. Oh, Army. I love Hellboy. That was really good. That, that was, especially the 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 creatures in Hellboy Two were great. Not, I wasn't they a huge were. fan of the way the story worked in that movie necessarily, but the, the effects were amazing. The characters were great. But well, and that yeah. water was. I mean, that was not a scary monster, big monster movie by any means, but it no. was. He was basically an alien. Yeah. What's that? He was an alien, basically. He was just a, a sea mon- a sea, a merman, basically, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just a beautiful movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But not scary. Oh, it's 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 awesome, pretty. It's it's very it's got this very quiet attitude to it. You didn't like it? No, she said she didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I turned to one part of it and I heard some musical stuff going on with it, and I flipped off. I was just I was like, no. (laughs) Well, it is it is. Isn't it basically a a love story? I haven't seen the whole movie. I just saw the beginning. Yeah, I know the love story. Yeah, it's a love story between the fish creature and the human. <laughs> yeah, Sim- a similar idea, but you know, it's just it's more a matter of the writing and the cinematography, the way the story is told was just really beautifully done. Um, you know, it's not going to scare you by any means. It looked you know? beautiful. I mean, it did. Even if yeah, yeah. Oh wait, Joe's All giving us right. a- Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah, Pacific Rimism. The creatures in that weren't super. I, mean, I like how they Pacific handled the creatures and Chromos. Uh, the devil's back. Oh, I need to check that mm-hmm. out. Uh, cool. But specifically, Pacific- I remember Kronos oh, vaguely. So mm-hmm. there's something. Yeah, I can't was- remember what it was about that, but I do vaguely remember that movie. Wasn't Pacific Rim uh, the the kaiju type characters? Yeah, it was. It okay. was, and I didn't think the effects on those were necessarily that good either, because they were hard to tell apart the, the kaiju. I like the robots a lot better in that in that movie than the kaiju. Cool. But the funny thing about the the kaiju and that the thing I like about it is how they handled them as being part of the world. Like the people were selling their body parts and stuff after they were killed and things like that. So I thought that was really neat the way they were handled as part as like a real part of the setting instead of just being these things that you just got to kill. You know. More movies to add to my list to watch. (laughs) (laughs) I just finished up. um, Same here. Yeah. Yeah, Lachelle, you've got a little bit of a delay going on over there. It looks like maybe. So I've got a little. I can I can hear you, and then then I see your mouth going. <laughs> so that'll clear up shortly here for us. Well, everything kind of went. Everybody kind of blinked out for a minute, and I was okay. like, "Oops!" Everybody kind of blinked, so I was wondering what was going on, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah," but everything uh, looks good now because everybody's screen went black for a second. Well, and you look like you're back on time now too. But it might not actually be us. This might be alien shapeshifters that have taken us over during that. <laughs> yeah, we got replaced. Somebody, some aliens came by and talented Mr. Ripley to all of three of us. The wonderful somehow. world of internet. <laughs> yeah. The wide, wide <laughs> world web. <laughs> I just. Uh, the hands were given by Oya Tierman, who was actually on the show. It's a, mm-hmm. a two-up game, and uh, it was really good. It was it was fantasy and kind of a futuristic dystopian fantasy, and and it's not something I normally read, but I listened to the audiobook, and it was just awesome. So I thought, oh, well, that was cool. It was. It's been nice though. This this past year, I've been trying all sorts of new things that people are just like, here, you know, check my book out. I'm like, all right, why not? I don't read this, but I guess I'll, I'll give it a shot and see what I think. And I haven't been, I really haven't been disappointed yet. You know, I had one that was pretty slow and to get through, but nothing that I've hated. So it's been a, a decent year for reading. I'll send you some books, Jay. Well, don't worry. I'll send you some books. <laughs> 
Is I think it, the uh, last book that I read was um, Oh, go ahead. I was thinking, I think the last book I read was The Wolf Gift by Anne Rice. Oh, hmm. The Wolf Gift. Oh, and okay. That one was interesting. And it's yeah, that was a pretty good book. I liked it. There are some creepy things going on in there. Just to remind you, it's Anne Rice, so yep. prepare yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good book. It was uh -oh. good. What is yeah. the boss talking about here? Not on my watch or sponsorship. Watch or sponsorship. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. Yeah, it's <laughs> a they said it, I probably did something. Dang it. It's <laughs> usually me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, political thriller stuff. Wait, wait, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's how you lose a sponsorship, folks. Oh, we're gonna be in trouble. We're gonna get a meeting. <laughs> I'm Damn kidding. It. I love you. <laughs> how to tank uh, your career before it starts? Actually, you know, I would say, I would say, what I've been reading li lately. I, I was reading uh, some Roger Zelazny. I was reading, I think, it, the Guns of Avalon, the second Amber book. It's the last one I finished, mm -hmm. and those those are amazing. Those are fantasy, but they're very, very strange. I was actually talking to one of my brothers about it recently, and because he's a huge fan of the series too. And I'm not sure how, how familiar you you are with Roger Zelazny, anyone here, but. He was uh, he was a pretty big sci-fi uh, well sci-fi and fantasy author back in like the eighties I think, but uh, kind of but his this his, this was his main series it was Amber uh, there's ten books, but the first five all follow the one character and then the next five follow a different character, but the funny thing is these are like novella length they're like 120, 150 pages each, but they're so but the scope is insanely huge because these characters have the ability to basically create new universes by riding out to different places and they go to these parallel worlds where they have exactly what they're looking for and I find that really fascinating. Uh, oh yeah, Joe Compton's protecting the surveillance. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, I, I, but he's not protecting the show from me. I'm on here now. It's too late. <laughs> 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 Hi, Joe. Um. <laughs> too late it's too late uh so uh yeah yeah sorry um my point was though that this this series is i don't know it's not that it's actually surprisingly down to earth and it moves very fast it's a very fast clip within each book and i love that about it and i thought there and and, and there's also just casual appearances of you know scary monsters which is why I kind of i've been on my mind in these conversations like they just kind of pop mm -hmm. up mostly get killed and then they you know, pop up again later. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's the kind of series it is. I like it. You know, I was thinking, Yandu is an mm. alien. Yeah, he was. He's sexy, right? That he could go on the sexy list, couldn't he? I guess I if you can't, if you're going to count superhero movie mo movie aliens, then you've got a big list. Yeah, yeah, they count. They definitely count. We'll have to send a yeah. note to David about that so he can tell him. <laughs> <laughs> he would definitely quote he would he would fall into the sexy list <laughs> you know i i the the first time i ever well it wasn't the first time i saw him it's the first time i remember his character um mm -hmm. very well is was from the walking dead um and he was such a horrible terrible person in that first season of the walking dead that i have a tough time <laughs> looking at him without seeing that character and be like dude you're just you're bad. You're bad, bad, bad. bad. <laughs> the reality, though, is he's such a cool person. He's absolutely, I mean, we got to meet him a few times that we did. He was absolutely just the sweetest, nicest person, and he was so friendly. And then, of course, you know, with, with his uh, uh, son-in-law, David, there and their baby, you know, his his granddaughter, to see this big, gruff-looking guy just cooing up to a little baby is <laughs> adorable. Oh, wow. Uh, truly, he was Mary Poppins. He was awesome. Seriously. <laughs> Mary Poppins. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh my gosh. Star Lord, for sure. Yeah. 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 You have Star to Lord. Star Lord. And, hey, I, and actually, there's a point against Yandu because his teeth are pretty, pretty gross. Well, we I can't recall. all have that. Um, yeah, I yeah. suppose that's true. But yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, he's in the conversation for sure. We got Drax. I mean, does Drax better? <laughs> Oh, Drax! <laughs> he had nice teeth. 
Yeah, yeah. he's totally he's, he's giant rips, dude. Too, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So did that xenomorph that Tim had earlier. <laughs> teeth out the, I almost said teeth out the ass, but that, that's not exactly yeah. appropriate. I mean, I think, yeah, there's, I think there's that reminds me actually the aliens from uh, Scott Sigler's uh, GFL universe where the the aliens play football in space, um, with humans on the teams, of course. They play American style football, and some of those guys are just the f most freakish things. And they got like some of them don't really have mouths. They've got these things called raspers, which are like just their teeth on like little tendrils that hang, and then they just slice things up and feed them into, wood, yeah. into a, their throat. Oh, that's sexy. And they're all external. It's it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds gross. Yeah, but they, but they're just your buddies, and the main and the whole story is about this guy getting used to playing with them. This human human kid learning to be a quarterback. <laughs> oh wow. All right, oh, so we are, we we have about ten minutes left here. Right, I think nine oh, minutes. Oh wow! Left. So I I would really like it if uh, if you guys could both kind of pitch some of your projects again, just so people who weren't here at the beginning can maybe hear a little bit about it before we wrap up. Cool. You, you, you go first. Okay, I was gonna say Lachelle, you go first, but you went first. You so I guess I'll go first. Um, you got you beat me to it. <laughs> Not it. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I've got uh, about eight books out. Right now, the one I'm really trying to move copies of is actually uh, Demon Scroll, which is an epic fantasy featuring people embody uh, taking on the form of demons. Mages wear the form of demons to accomplish other various tasks. They share their mind with the demon, and then take the demon takes their body's place. It's great. But they're still in charge, of course, at that point. At least they're supposed to still be in charge. Who knows what's going to happen? You got a demon living in your head, anyway. Wow. Yeah, that's the one. Cool. And I've got Ports, which is my alien novella. Um, also, my Hot Cauldron series, Hot Cauldron Three, which is a tale of short stories, um, all horror, different types of things going on in there, from werewolves to backstabbing employers. You name it, it's all in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also, if you wanted something a little more spicy. I have a novella called When Angels Fall. And it tells a tale of a demon who's tired of working in hell who comes up top to wreak havoc. Excellent. In an office setting, too. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the backstory behind the, uh, the American version of The Office. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's where Michael Scott came from. When, no, when sorry, I heard <laughs> that you write horror and sci-fi, I was going to ask you if you wrote anything erotic as well. Because it... it Kind of yes. all go seems to go together. When Angels Fall has a has very much an erotic presence in it. Um, it really scared some of my friends, but you know, hey, yeah. they read it. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because with that one being basically about a demon, yeah, when he comes top, all kind of things go on, and he just lets loose. So everything, and it's you know, and he also finds out that he's not as invincible as he thought he was. Ooh. Yeah. So, I like the sound of yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, it was one of my it was one of those reads that I did one well one of those writes that I did one day I came home angry from work. So I was able to shell that thing out within a couple of months. <laughs> I had to like find somewhere to pull that anger. <laughs> and that's where it came from. That's awesome. So what about you, Katie? You've always got a few a few things in the works. I, you know, I don't know. Since the the whole quarantine started, I haven't been able to write much. I, I did break the twenty thousand word mark on the fifth Agents of Asset book, so I am making some progress, but I'm still kind of stuck on a few plot points. And I I hope to have the story released by the end of the year. That's that's my current goal. I want to have the rough draft finished by August. And we'll go through her revisions after that. But yeah, I, I'm kind of struggling right now. Are you doing anything else that's creative? Are you doing any reading or? Um, well, on the, you know, on the business side, on the freelance side, I'm still doing a lot of manuscript critiquing. I'm doing um, some developmental editing for a few things. Um, I've got a, a bit of logo creation and book cover creation work on the side, but Really, I want to get my writing done. That's you know, that's my outlet normally, and I haven't been able to. So it it's really you get that awkward feeling when you can't, hmm. you know, go to your happy place. And so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out so I can get the story finished. That's tough. That's 
you'll get you'll get back there. There's been a lot that's gone on in your life, and you just got to get back there. I'm I'm not writing at all. I'm sure my my co-author is is getting frustrated with me. Sorry, Rebecca. Get the cow prod out on you. I know it. I know. I'm just I'm I'm working too much, and I don't have anything left when I'm done. I just my brain is shut off. Like nope. <laughs> it's, I, it's, it's over. I know that feeling. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully, hopefully though, you know, either once once things either slow down or once my brain adjusts to this new normal, it'll be able to start producing again a little. I don't know. Until mm-hmm. then, you're just gonna have to count on that cat to comfort you. That's right. She is such a Aww. sweetie. You're <laughs> a little better. That's Leah. Oh, she's beautiful. Sneaky you. cat. Almost you almost got away without me mentioning the cat. <laughs> she is the inspiration <laughs> of logos. Oh yeah, she's there. Yeah, the uh, the webcam used to be on top of my laptop, which was about twelve inches lower. And so she would stand in front of the laptop and stick mm. her butt right in front of her <laughs> look into her one eye. <laughs> yeah. Uh that's not exactly that. appropriate. <laughs> no. She's like I am queen. Hear me roar. She is. She is. She's the queen of the downstairs. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're actually uh, uh, dog sitting our a friend of mine's dog and my brother-in-law's dogs. Um, so we have like eight dogs in our house right now. And it is uh, a little wild. It's a little wild and crazy upstairs. Uh, I'm actually quite happy to be down in the basement away from all of it. <laughs> but hey, if anyone ever trespasses, at least you can unleash the hounds at this point. Oh yeah, they're not getting in the house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Not with that many dogs going on. That, that's a life goal. I want to be able to say release the hounds one day. <laughs> <laughs> release the Kraken! <laughs> oh, now, now I'm just imagining dogs with tentacles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe I could do something with this. Uh, maybe there's another future. Maybe there's a future in this. The, do- the dog cracking. There you okay. go. Cracking hound. Cracking hound. That. There we go. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, you know why not? Just put two two things that don't really go together together, and then you have there you have it. I'm like, hey, okay, cool. Stuff can be two things. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm just trying to imagine if it's a, a giant squid with a, a dog's head or something else. <laughs> yes, yes, I like that. Uh, <laughs> a squid with tentacles. Oh, oh I've got to pull up oh something over here a second, Katie. So I'm going to turn this over to you for just a second while I Uh-oh. pull this up. What mischief are you pulling up over here? I wonder. No, 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 no mischief at, at all. I've, I've just got to I've got to open something on the on the other uh, browser. <laughs> real quick that I forgot I wanted to, to mention, so I've got to find it. Dang it, we thought it was going to be something cool. It's back. Seriously, is what goes, you know what, when I'm doing a blood draw on a, on a dog or a cat mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and um, and it's particularly challenging, that'll be going in my head. Well, it'll just be like, I, I don't, I guess I never thought of it before as being strange. No, see, that, that's the part where you're just waving at clouds passing by. You, you don't notice what's going on. <laughs> I <laughs> Yes. Total sense. Remember the old Tetris game? Yeah. yeah. The old Tetris yep. music. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. My, my ex-husband asked me this one time when I was packing, because I'm the queen of packing. He asked me if that music plays while I'm packing things, and I was like, yes, it actually does. <laughs> 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 back of my head as I'm packing things. Kate, oh, Katie, wow. the Tetris champion here. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just need that little background, so something to focus you. Uh, okay, so I found what I was looking for. This is actually a... Um, this is a YouTube video from my other show uh, called Unafraid, and I wanted to, to share it with you guys because a, a lot of you know people that watch this show are, are my friends, and uh, many of them that don't know I even do this show. But so this is a, a particularly cool show, um, a conversation that I had with a with a person named Lore, uh, where we're actually talking quite a bit about my my own self and some kind of mysteries of the deep um, that have to do with me that I've been figuring out um, as of late that, uh, that have been really kind of um, uh, groundbreaking for me. Um, so I wanted to share that with, with anybody who feels like watching, if you wanted to hear a cool conversation or learn a little bit uh, 
more about me, I invite you to to watch that. And if you have questions, shoot me a message. So, but otherwise, we are are down to thirty seconds. I feel like I really did a pretty good job with that. You know, I I, I got that right down to the wire there, Katie. And yeah. now I am going to turn it over to the lovely Katie the Trainwreck Salitis to do our post roll sponsorship plug, since I don't know what it is. I love how he leaves me the easy one. Like he did the read up for Gondi now and our second sponsor who we absolutely love. And she is also considered a family friend at this point. She's one of the family. Miss Rebecca Jonesy. She is the author of Realistic Fantasies, both Sexy and Killer. I love that. I love oh, yeah. the aspect there. And uh, she's so also sexy. a cattle prod. So definitely don't get on that woman's wrong side. But we <laughs> we will make sure her links are also in the show description, both on our Facebook and our YouTube channels. You have to check her work out. Uh, she is part of Three Furies Press, and all of her books are available online. Cool. Badass. And she's always watching, so we know the boss is listening. <laughs> she's always there. I am watching. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you're it's like you're in a you're in a prison. It's like okay, and the panopticon, you're all rage. You can see everything. Oh, oh. So. Thanks Look at that. Here. That was a great book. I told you she could read it. Oh, boy. Wow. Awesome. Oh, hats off. I'm hats glad off you. you loved it. There was a lot more to it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to give it all away, but I'm glad somebody liked it. So that's awesome. She did the whole challenge. Now, that, now, that's, now that's a reading habit. There. That's yes. why I create those. That's why I create well. those. Those novellas are for folks like me. Like, I got to get to the end. I don't have all day. <laughs> uh, I have, I'm until the end of this podcast. <laughs> uh, well, everybody, well, thank you for joining us tonight, guys. Thank you, everyone who has been watching or listening. Thank you so much. You're the reason we're doing this, just to entertain ourselves, to entertain you guys. Just have a little bit of fun on a Saturday night. And uh, until next time, you know, share this around and stay safe. Thank you. Oh, wait, we can hit the button. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>